Aloha! This is Dr. Tiki, and I'm listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I'm glad to hear that you are too. We will begin an advanced invasion. We will tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It will make us duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that we've been guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye-bye Saturday night. Good evening, everybody. It's TalkCast 197, and it's Double Trouble Night here in the Moon Pod. Uh, okay, uh, quick disclaimer before we go any further. I do spend an inordinate amount of time, literally minutes, figuring out the intro every time. And it was going to be Double Trouble <laughs> Night because we had two guests on, and now we've got three. So it doesn't work. So uh, I'm just going to start with that. Deep in Area 51 on the sub-level 21 next to the Stevie Ray Vaughan guitar, guitar Memorial, which would have worked with the Double Trouble thing in it. Now it doesn't. Uh, diagonal to Quark Nose, the interstellar fast food giant. I am the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight are the usual suspects. In the Revere Time Vortex, our silent soundboard vixen, Vice President of Technicalness, the sometimes level-headed, oft-times outspoken, occasionally awesome and potentially acerbic, Kriana. Hi, everybody. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. <laughs> well, I, I have to admit that I was futzing around with the settings right before you introduced me, and I was like, crap, I don't now have time to think of anything witty to say. So, so yeah, you went with that. Perfect. From the stacks of her personal silence zone in the Dank Dungeon reading room, three times on the cover of Fancy Cat magazine, she's got books and robots and cats who may or may not be mechanical, and robots who read books and books that talk back to you if you don't read them properly. It's the woman who was the inspiration for Blood, Sweat, and Tears song, Spinning Wheel, Zombrarian. Triple trouble is alliterative. I know, but it just doesn't work with the Stevie Ray Vaughan thing, but that's... Well, no, but you need to work better on your feet, though. Seriously. It would have been fine if we didn't have the third guest. I was just... Hey, hey, hey. Don't make him feel bad. First okay. of all, third guest is awesome. Second of all, triple trouble is alliteration, which is way better than rhyming. I win. From the four-color vault of comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, our Ginger Ingenue, the woman who's best remembered for her television role as Butch Patrick's stand-in for all the fight scenes in Munster Fight Club, a blinding halogen headlight on the zombie Audubon of tomorrow, it's the dead redhead. Triple your pleasure, triple your fun. Well, son of a bitch, I'm not going to win here tonight at all. <laughs> and like I said, we, we have three guests with us, so we're throwing the new segment the hell out. We're just going to do a couple of quick things. And we're going to bring in our three guests to talk about season two of Holliston, the lovely, the talented, the vivacious Benedict Cumberpatch stand-in herself, <laughs> Laura Ortiz. That's Laura, me. welcome back, sweetheart. How Thank are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing great. I finished my chocolate milk. Things are looking up. And chocolate milk is not code. It was actually chocolate milk this time. 
Wouldn't uh, it was actually chocolate milk this time. <laughs> it was like chocolate pudding, though, wasn't it, honey? It was amazing. It was like two packets of the of the chocolate that you're supposed to put in it, and half the milk that one cup requires. It was. It's been hot in LA. It just felt right. There you go. <laughs> From the Indiegogo project, swallow your bliss. Vivacious, <laughs> and and God knows we're going to talk about this one. Patty Kelly and Ryan Everingham, welcome to the show. Please tell me I got your name right, Brian. You did. Oh, hot damn. That's like one in a row. I so suck with names, and I've just been working on that one ever since you came in as the third surprise guest. Patty, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, God. People say that normally because they haven't actually heard the show. Uh, so <laughs> I've heard the show, and I still say that. Isn't I, that great? I'm, Yay! I'm, I'm freaking <laughs> amazed, to be honest with you. <laughs> So, and, and we're going to talk in a, in a couple minutes about, uh, about Swallow Your Bliss, how you got that name for it, who you got to do it, how the Indiegogo project is going, and how it's going to all come together. Before we get to that, uh, we've just got a few things we'd like to talk about, or we're going to talk about. Uh, the first of which is a very quick... Uh, uh, yeah, you know, there's never a good way to intro into that, is there? No, we just got to spit it out. Frederick Pohl, science fiction author, 93 years old, died on Monday of this week. God bless him, 93 years 93. old. 93. Yep. Uh, he had more than 60 novels, 30 short stories published, including uh, many of the people that were recognized by, uh, as Man Plus, Gateway, which were both Nebula Award winners. Uh, Gateway also won the Hugo Award and the one of the World Science Fiction uh, Awards as well. Um, Paul Worked with Arthur C. Clarke. Was a good friend of Ray Bradbury's. Yeah. Uh, he was one of the pioneers uh, who kind of was sidelighted because although he did an awful lot of work, you know, the three grandmasters, uh, Asimov, Heinlein, and uh, Bradbury, kind of took the spotlight. Meanwhile, Paul was just cranking out quality, crafted work for years and years and years. He was more hard science fiction, wasn't he, Dan? Dead hard science fiction, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there, there were yeah no he is dead. Thank you so much. Uh, there were no unicorns in his books. There were no yeah. <laughs> there were no sparkly vampires, none to be seen whatsoever. Uh, there shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the cool thing about him was uh, later on in life, uh, Lord knows 93 is a long time to be later on in life. He spent a lot of time working with younger writers, uh, just kind of uh, peer editing for them and being an encouraging elder statesman in the science fiction world, and he will be missed by by hundreds of millions of people who've read his work and just uh, uh, just kind of amazing. Is the pontification and over? It will be shortly. Ah, we uh, get to this whole bliss thing. Just yeah, I know, we're, we're very close. <laughs> I want to make a quick mention that we're going to talk uh, later on uh, about Sarah Mayhew, who was on our show last year. Uh, 
who is trying to raise some money also on Indiegogo uh, to help her with her drawing. So if you want to win some drawing and you want to look at what she's done, we're going to drop that link in the show and we'll talk about it later on as well. There was one other thing, one other piece of news I absolutely wanted to get to. Zombrarian? DC is on my list. DC's on a lot of people's list right now. They cannot stop doing horrible things this week, though. Right next to Orson Scott Card and George R. Martin. So, seriously, first DC was the people who write and draw Batwoman comics were like, we want to show her wedding because that will be awesome, showing the lesbian wedding and everybody's all excited and like, oh, Batwoman's lesbian wedding, this is so exciting. And DC is like, no, we're not going to do that. And they walked. And they the walked. Creative team awesome. walked. And DC, instead of being like, no, you know what? If you feel that strongly, okay, we'll find a way to do it. Was like, okay, cool. See ya. But if you read into the article, DC has gagged them on a lot of storylines lately. That we were unaware of up until the point where these guys walked. And yeah. these guys were like, you know what? This is the last straw. Fuck you, DC Comics. Kind of. That's really what it's you know, come down to. This is kind of like what happened with, I know not everybody is a fan of Alan Moore, but with Alan Moore and the Swamp Thing issue, yes. when he was looking, uh, he wanted to show Swamp Thing just run into, not a whole thing about it, but just run into this figure who we thought was a Christ, and they completely said, absolutely no way. There's no way this is going to happen. And That's not all the DC did. That's not all that DC did. That would have been enough to make us say, fuck that you, DC. That would have been enough because it's I would have bought that issue. And then the modeled way. our wedding on it. By the way, Triana, <laughs> we're basically having Batwoman's wedding now. <laughs> okay. Um, I can't wait for the spandex costumes, guys. Woohoo! <laughs> It'll be fun for me. <laughs> but then, DC Comics did this... Fun, fun contest. Break into comics with Harley Quinn, and basically they want unknown and amateur artists to um, do a one-page um, a panel. Uh, no, it's one four page panels. Page. And the script is all these ways that Harley Quinn is trying to kill herself. What? And, like, yeah. yeah, like, all these various ways where she's trying to kill herself, um, and that she doesn't look, and, like, they're very specific, that she looks like she can't believe what she's doing, and she's beside herself, and she's not happy, and... Oh, my God. Yeah, and the final panel, they're very specific. Not only is she sitting read in the it, bathtub... Holding the cord where she's going to plug in all these toasters and hair dryers that are in the bathtub with her. They're very specific that she should be naked. And it's just like, this is weird and awkward. Because I realize that part of the whole Harley Quinn thing is she's crazy. And part of it, and she's tr- and she's tried to kill herself before in lots of weird ways, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Most of mostly after she has a big fight with Joker. Yeah. Even so, this is but extra still, weird. This is wrong. Like four different the ways, and then the very last one is so specific that she's naked, so and hold on a that second. she's looking straight at the person reading the comic, and it's kind of like this let's make the suicide sexy thing. Ugh. I, I want to I actually read the instructions. The, the instructions are that there are four panels. And panel four... Oh, let's not six, read all the instructions. No, no, no. The, the, I mean, the link to the instructions is going to be in our in our thing. But it, it, suffice it to say, it's creepy and it's weird. It's creepy beyond belief. Yeah, it's really, it's really uncomfortable. Like, it's not in a... Ed, there's nothing edgy or... Like character. See, I, that's the proper use of the word uncomfortable. It's a really, really. The instructions are very uncomfortable, and the fact that they're asking amateur artists who haven't worked with this character a lot, who aren't in, and you don't get to know the rest of the storyline for it. I, I find it hard to believe there is a rest of the storyline for it. I cannot believe. I yeah. This, this is this supposedly is page fifteen of a comic. Yeah, it's page fifteen, and the open talent search is asking people to draw these four panels. And yet, there was the guy uh, a number of years ago, and I own a piece of the art where he tried to get into DC, where he had. Um, a character run up and put a pie in Wonder Woman's face. A pie, a cream pie, which was funny. And they told him because he put a pie in Wonder Woman's face, he'd never work at DC again. That's interesting. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, I just... It, it, this actually makes me less happy than them saying, well, we're not going to show the wedding. They make me equally unhappy. Well, because, yeah, I kind of agree. Well, a lot of superheroes, though, all of a sudden they're married and they figure that the audience is not one that wants to see a pan, you know, a few pages of wedding panels. Fantastic like Sometimes, sometimes you get one panel and they're at the church or you know standing together and there's weddingy stuff around them or they're cutting the cake or whatever. And so I can almost understand them saying, well, we want to leave the wedding out because it's a wedding, not necessarily because it's a lesbian wedding. But that's wedding. not what they said. But that's and not what they said, so they're on my list for that. But they're wicked on my list for this because it's just... That's horrible. It makes you feel slimy just reading these instructions. You feel the need kinda to Kind of does. Yeah, kind of does. So yeah, I was absolutely. angry. And 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 yes. you know what? If you don't, if if you feel that way, let somebody at DC know. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying. We'll anything. have a link to these instructions so that you too can feel slimy, <laughs> and yes, so that you can write to DC about why it's worse. hopefully complain. Yeah, I think I think that's definitely a possibility at this point. On to more pleasant things. Yay. <laughs> Sorry, I what do you, down, guys. No, I think we all could. No, I, I don't know that the obituary obituary was a happy moment either, but that's okay. Um, what do you call a show that's best described as Thirty Rock meets Gordon Ramsay in stilettos? Gordon Ramsay in stilettos is a scary thought to begin with. <laughs> uh, he already yells so much. 
<laughs> I know, but there's you know, rage in, in Jimmy Choose is kind of a good thing. Uh, <laughs> I believe you call the show Swallow Your Bliss, and they are trying to get it off the ground. And the people trying to get it off the ground are producer Patty Kelly and Brian Everingham. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about... Okay, first of all, it's an Indiegogo project. Uh, the funding is on its way. You've got 11 days left for the funding. We'll have the link up for that, yada, yada, yada. How did you come together to do this? Well, interestingly enough, um, we are independent filmmakers and have worked in the industry here in Los Angeles for a number of years. And Brian is a very fine writer and, in fact, wrote the last feature film that I produced. And... He and I and my directing partner, Phil Scarpacci, kind of teamed up with a very dear friend of ours who happens to be a world-renowned food stylist and chef, and we kind of started talking about all the funny things that happen on cooking shows and when you're shooting a commercial that has food in it. And, you know, there's just this amount of comedy that happens because the food is there, just because it's there, ridiculous things happen. You know, the minute food becomes part of a shot, it becomes a prop and it's not edible anymore, but I can't tell you how many times we've had actors take a bite because it looks so yummy, but it was covered in <laughs> shellac or something like that. You know, and, and then the uh, Denise, the, the poor food stylist, is screaming, stop, spit it out. So we decided a couple years ago that it might be kind of fun to sort of examine that in a sitcom format. And then all of these cooking shows started exploding on the horizon and becoming all the rage. And we decided it was time to get this little this little project on its feet. And Swallow Your Bliss has started kind of its own little, I mean, there's a freight train going with it. And we're planning on shooting the pilot episode in October. Now, nice. for, those, for those of us who are listening to the show going, that sounds really cool. It sounds really fun. But how is this sci-fi related? Uh, let's talk oh, about the cast it's just a little bit. sci-fi related. <laughs> it is because one of the stars of our show is Michael Dorn. The incredible yes. voice of Star Trek The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, Commander Worf. Yes, Commander Worf has been with us from day one, and we adore him. He's one of the most fun guys ever, and he's got that voice, and we're using that voice for everything that he's got, because he plays <laughs> the voice of God on the show. He plays Quentin, the director, and you really don't see him very much, but you hear him, and it's, you know, the dulcet tones of Michael Dorn, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. He He's kind of the... The grounding force in the show and he's also a big a big deliverer of, of some amazing one-liners that brian has so wonderfully crafted so uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the other uh actors who are going to be on the show okay uh, amanda well, bliss we don't know who, yeah we don't know who amanda bliss is amanda is the crazy lunatic chef um that the show is named for but she will be revealed when we finish our Indiegogo campaign and when we're ready to start shooting just because we're in negotiations and can't really talk about it yet. But it's going to be a really fun person and, and just a blast to have her be part of the show. Now, one of the other guys that's an 
unbelievable driving force in the project and as an actor is Christopher Rich. Now, I don't know if everybody knows that name right off the bat, but he started his career really in sitcom primetime on Murphy Brown. He played the dusthead anchor news guy. Um, and then he went on and starred on Reba for seven years or eight years, I believe, with uh, Reba playing her ex-husband. And then he was also recurring on Boston Legal and had a wonderful role on that. He's just a very, very fine actor and one of the funniest people I've ever met. Very, very cool. Yeah, he's, he's got a rather rich career in, in situation comedy. Yeah. As well as some uh, really weird stuff along the way. <laughs> Yeah, he has. Yeah, but he's had a, he's had a wonderful career, and he fell in love with this project probably about six months ago, and signed on as a producer as well as an actor, which to oh, us was cool. really a wonderful kind of um, validation of the show. Very cool. Yeah. And there are four or five other people in the show. I'm dying. But they're not important. I'm dying to find out who Amanda is. I hate the fact Don't. that you're. Dom, <laughs> go on. Stop focusing. Oh, can't help it. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed now. <laughs> well, don't worry. I want to know how we got it. How did you decide on that name, Brian? Brian, <laughs> uh, what was the question? How did you decide on the name "Swallow Your Bliss"? Oh well, obviously it comes from uh, Mr. Campbell, Joseph Campbell, with "Follow Your Bliss," uh, and uh, <laughs> nice. It just it just followed, you know, followed right to swallow. And um, Amanda is just the kind of person who would grab a hold of that and and march it around without even blinking an eye, thinking that she borrowed from somebody else. This was her phrase from the get go. Okay. So how how was it knowing that you're writing this for and and at the same time? You're putting together this Indiegogo project and watching the computer how often, all the time, every day. <laughs> Perpetually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting thing. Indiegogo, it's a wonderful platform, but boy, they sure don't tell you how much work it is when they first you first jump, jump off the diving board and into the Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign world. Um, a lot of people think, you know, oh, I've got an idea. I'll just throw the page up. Uh, there's no pre-planning. I'm good, and then I just sit and wait for the money to come in. Not <laughs> That's that. exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> boy, is that not true? <laughs> so, how much time did it take from the time you decided you wanted to go crowdfunding route to it actually appearing on the website? You know, we actually mobilized fairly quickly in our naivete that we could kind of get it up there really in a short time frame and have all the bugs worked out of it. So we probably started, I'd say, two weeks before, got together, shot a pitch video, frantically cut that together and launched. And then all of a sudden we started looking at it and going, you know, I don't think this is really exactly what we need to be doing. And so we've been we've been honing the pitch video. We've, we're in our third incarnation of that now. We've worked on the perks. We've really learned a lot about social media, more than I ever, ever wanted to know, but a whole lot more. <laughs> and, um, you know, have kind of been following blundering through and have stumbled upon pockets of people that have really helped us a lot and given us great, great feedback. 
And slowly but surely, I think now if we did another crowdfunding campaign, we'd probably be way better suited to do it and not not kind of like bumping around trying to figure it out. It's it's definitely a it's a new media kind of thing, and you know you really sort of have to figure out what's going on before you can start getting some success with it. It looks so easy for those people who have the success. It does, yeah. And if you really kind of look at it, the ones that have these breakout projects where you know they raised five million dollars, like Veronica Mars did, you know, it's just one of those things that it's almost an anomaly. But um, it's absolutely you, an anomaly. Yeah, but you know, the thing is, I think hard work you get out of it what you put into it, and we've been working at this pretty much twenty four seven and are starting to really see the benefits and there's you know it does eventually start escalating and creating kind of a um, like an energy of its own but you really have to work at it to get to that point and we've you know we've killed ourselves trying to make it fun informative you know perks that people want and really to let people understand what it is we're trying to do because we're kind of approaching a sitcom pilot like we would an independent film and nobody's really done that before because we want to make the pilot so we can establish the world establish the characters and really kind of preserve the richness of the characters and everything that we've done instead of just going and pitching the idea to a network because then they would just dissect it it would sit on the development room shelf for probably years and this way we're going to have a finished pilot by the by early November and we'll be shopping it the next week nice yeah so it's it's a different if it, it's a different way to approach it and we just collectively decided that we wanted to do it this way because we all are having a ball with each other the team and we want to we want to make it and make it really fun and by taking it to the to the crowdfunding site we're also getting a really great validation that people love the idea and love the concept and want to see this made so that's that's also very gratifying as well so Brian from your point of view um, in a lot of cases writing for a sitcom or writing for a movie the writer's job is kind of done when the script is handed over and then it gets chopped up dissected moved around switched around and you sit there and just kind of grimace sometimes it to, to work at it this way where you're in it from the beginning and you're handing them the final product instead of handing them a script is is that is there a different way you're you're feeling about the project this way well my grimaces start uh uh on day one when i turn the computer on <laughs> <laughs> You know, the, uh, the the smiles actually come later when I hear some of these actors say some of these lines and come up with uh, better interpretations than I even imagined when I was writing it. But this uh, particular project has been amazingly collaborative because of the talents that are involved. I mean, Patty and Phil that I've worked with for years, I absolutely trust and take their advice. And then having Christopher and Michael Dorn and Lisa and, and my resident hot chick Caroline come in and just listen to them uh, it's a terrific crew and um, I respect them enough to take their advice and also respect them enough to tell them to shut up <laughs> he does do that quite a lot that is a delicate balance right there it's a very delicate balance um, and one that I've always made sure that <clears throat> someone is standing between me and that person I'm telling to <laughs> shut up at the time <laughs> 
the nice thing about an interview like this is you're in LA, I'm here. It works. Yeah, it <laughs> does. Don't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think you can get away with that? Oh, I know I can. Yeah, you can because you you're up. old enough <laughs> to be able to forget about it by the time I see you in person. <laughs> 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 this sounds like great, great fun. And the thing that I'm kind of concerned with is you've only got 11 days left on the project now. By the time this podcast goes up, you'll have nine. And what I love is the campaign will receive all funds raised, even if it doesn't reach its goal. So however much you do get out of this crowdfunding this time, you have a chance to do more if you need it, but you're going to get all this money to make the pilot. Correct. Yes. So no matter what happens, and if we, if we meet our goal or we don't, but we're really, really planning on meeting the goal and working round the clock until we do, um, we are shooting this in October, come hell or high water. If we have to make everybody work for free, and if Brian is sitting on a street corner naked begging for money, we won't be making this in October. Can you film that, please? Because we'll be happy to post it for you. That's right. Well, it may be a little scary, but yes, we uh, will have to. Don't have an inaugural, inaugural use of the creepy jar sound. Very little money is gained from that. Uh, what we are going to do in the last week of the uh, Indiegogo campaign is we're going to bring Spike Lee in to film a pit for us. And, uh, <laughs> oh, wow, okay. I'm guessing it's not quite authentic. You think? Uh, well, it is if, if you contact Spike for us. <laughs> and, you know, and, and get us going in that direction. Spike, I know you're listening to the show right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Spike, you have my private cell phone number. Give me a call. Exactly. Because obviously we're the movers and also the shakers. Well, I don't shake because of my bad back, but that's okay. Yeah. So anyhow, let's plan on getting back together with you guys when the pilot's ready to go. Oh, we would love that. All right, can I, can I just make one suggestion? Sure. Michael Dorn did, did another, um, he did a Kickstarter, I think, a, a while yes. ago that was not yeah, successful. He but he offered Friends of Wharf t-shirts <laughs> on that go. Kickstarter. Oh, there we go. I there would go. literally kill for a Friends of Wharf t-shirt. Well, you know, I'll ask him about those and see if they um, got done or not. And yeah, no, but I bet, I bet you could get, I mean, not that the, not that the Bliss logo isn't awesome, it is, but like... Friends of Wharf. How can you compete with that? Oh, I know. Like, yeah, maybe we should tell them on the site, Patty. <laughs> we might have to so put uh, another fifty dollar oh. thing in here. Slap a T shirt on it, and, and and like, I can get a lot of people in on that. I think. I think okay. Frankly, I mean, the shot glass is also compelling. I don't know. <laughs> the shot glass is kind of compelling because when you say swallow your bliss and you're drinking a shot, yeah, yeah, I like I like that there. I I feel like there should be more products that sort of are along that vein. Yeah, well, we've kind of been thinking about it. Now, one thing that we were thinking about was like a beer stein. You awesome. Know, swallow your bliss. Um, yeah, if you guys have any other ideas, we are totally open to that because we can make anything. You know, branded <laughs> condoms. I mean, what? No, no, Kriana, no. Well, no. it would be unique. 
Well, yeah, you know, the thing is, Amanda Bliss is kind of a, she's kind of a man-eater. She's a, she loves those men quite a lot, almost as much as she loves food. So that's It wouldn't even be appropriate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if condoms would be appropriate, because it is swallow your bliss. That's oh, true. no, no, please, no. <laughs> We took a left turn somewhere. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I did it. I'm usually the culprit. Oh, that's okay. Well, you know, I, I can't be the only one. I know I'm not the only one. And again, one other thing, just to bring to everybody's attention, uh, that 5% of all the funds raised through the campaign are going to the Los Angeles mission, which is yes. also a very good thing. Well, you know, and it's interesting, too, because a lot of people have said, well, if you're raising money, why are you giving money to the L.A. mission? Because you need to raise the money for the project. But our feeling is it's an important uh, thing to do for us because we all feel like we need to give back a little bit and yep. that's our way of starting with it but the thing that we really haven't publicized a lot yet is that the LA mission will be featured throughout the series because Amanda actually works at the LA mission and teaches people how to cook on a budget feeds the homeless oh, does all cool. kinds of things it's, it's and you know what she's doing at this point is giving away the secrets of the show sorry <laughs> okay Not I just yeah. <laughs> but see, now, now you know a secret about the show, so you'll be in the know when it goes I think on. We air. just got an exclusive, everyone. <laughs> you did. Do you have an exclusive soundtrack there? Uh, sound sound effect. Um, I I could. Uh, that would be Does no. that work? Okay. What? The crooked? No, not creepy children. <laughs> creepy children laughing. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We have we have taken quite the we've taken two left turns and now we're going right. Now we're taking a right. <laughs> Patty Kelly and Brian Everingham. The show is called Swallow Your Bliss. You guys are coming back. We want to talk about the pilot when it's ready to go. Thank you so much. Love it. Thank you you will be much. one of the first ones to get the pilot as soon as it's done. Oh, awesome. Yay. Awesome. And now it's time to switch gears. Uh, God help us now. <laughs> jo joining us from Holliston, Laura Ortiz. Hi, honey. Hi. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Hi, Laura. Thank you so much. It's nice to be back. Season two has wrapped. It has. And it was more fun than season one, wasn't it? It was, especially because we had a found footage episode, so we got to go on location, uh, which, and then we ended up actually, like, camping and doing basically everything that you see on that episode, we actually did. It wasn't, Wait, like, you were actually in Holliston? Yeah, we actually filmed in Holliston. Oh, I want to come visit. Uh, well, we were, we were doing, like, signings and appearances by day and filming by night. Aww. Um, and as, as always, we love going to Holliston and, and Salem. We, we actually took a bit, a little of a cast, a little bit of a cast trip and, and the last two, three days we went to Salem and stayed in a haunted mansion. It was awesome. Mansion? Where? I have no idea. <laughs> Salem. Salem is pretty fun. If you don't go during, if you don't go during the autumn. 
Never go in the autumn. Especially in October. Uh, yeah, October, you got to be crazy. The last week of October, you have got to be extremely crazy to go to Salem. And we were there. Through the crowd, you have to, like, do backbends and stuff. Yeah. We were there in October. I think it was, like, a week before Halloween or something. Oh, no! Last year. That's the worst time! It was fun. We had a blast. Well, I think when I took you... I think when I took you, Zombrarian, I said, it's going to be really campy. And and you were like, I like campy stuff. And then on the way home, you were like, that was a whole new level of campy. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a lot after a while, after because we did a bunch of events, and we wanted to have as much fun and, and get as much in as we could. But then after a while, like every time we went in somewhere, the first one would be like, and then, like, Giles Corey, or whatever... Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Every, and then they laid stones on him, and he said, like, that was every single tour had that. He's <laughs> <laughs> just fairly loves. famous, yeah. Everyone loves him. And yeah. for those, those of you who weren't able to see Fearnet or get it, Holliston is available on Amazon right now. And Amazon.com, Amazon Prime, iTunes, it's there. Season two is such a roller coaster ride of fun and emotions. Uh, it, it really gets you at the end, I think, without you even realizing it, because it's not a sappy show. Laura, changing for a little bit, will you tell us about the, the new uh, uh, position on the, uh, on the show that somebody got, had to do for the first time? That we were talking about before the show started? Oh! That was actually season one. Oh, I thought uh, it was just this last one. Oh, no, no, no. But that was... I don't think anyone had to do that for season two. But there was a, a wardrobe... <laughs> like, a, a wardrobe person that got hired. And I think it was, like, her first time ever doing wardrobe or anything. So she just kind of got there and was ready for whatever. And her... Her job was solely to wipe odorous Yorungus's butt sweat. (laughs) (laughs) And that woman now is the president of Fearnet. (laughs) (laughs) She should be. She should be. Talk about starting the bottom. I know. You just lost. Oh. (laughs) So if you would like to catch up on Holliston. I just looked this up. There's an awesome site called canistream.it. Get it? Mm-hmm. Um, season 1 is available with a Hulu Plus subscription um, and is also available for purchase on Amazon and iTunes and it looks like it's only saying that season 2 is available on iTunes at the moment. Oh, really? Season 1 should be there too. Yeah, because I don't take them. Oh, well, season one is on iTunes and Amazon, but the only place to get season two at the moment, it's telling me, is iTunes. Maybe it's wrong. It's also on Amazon. I I, I know. I know this for I'm, fact. I'm going re- to report this as incorrect. <laughs> you should, because it is also on Amazon Prime. I am looking at it right now. Awesome. So if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can watch it for free, right? Yep. I have no idea. Oh, cool. Prime? Let's check. I don't think so. No? Holliston Season 2. It is up there. It is not on Prime. It's just regular. But Ooh. still awesome. Ooh. 
for a dollar ninety nine an episode. How can you say no to that? You can't. How say can no you say that. no? You can't say no. And they're mon- season one is monster sized episodes. You're getting two episodes from one, and then season two is just more amazingness. So you've known Joe ever since you've been, uh, ever since you moved uh, out west. Or no, is it I'm, Adam? I'm sorry, I'm, you've known Adam ever since then. I met Adam maybe like a year or two after I moved to L.A. Okay. And then maybe like a year after that I met Joe at, at, at a birthday party, at his birthday party actually. Well, it was all the horror movie directors have birthdays in March and they were all having a joint birthday. So. <laughs> it's That's kind of a kind rule. That's weird that they're all, they all have birthdays in March. Good to know. Yeah. And the first project you guys did together was uh, Chillerama, right? The first project that Adam and I did together was actually a claymation uh, series for American Eagle. Dom, you know what I have to say to you? Yeah, I know. That's that close. I got it. Uh, (laughs) Mike, did you get something right tonight? No, evidently not. I got her name right. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Then it gets Cumberbatch, right? Exactly. Cumberbatch, a.k.a. Laura Ortiz. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we did a claymation thing for American Eagle uh, where I did the voice of a few different characters. um, And and then after that, we did Anne Frank, Anna Frankenstein, Chilorama, and then then Holliston. Diary of Anne Frankenstein, huh? Yes. The Diary of Anne Frankenstein. Huh. You know, I I read that and then I actually saw it and I just kind of had that, wow, that's really odd reaction to it. So I mean, how how do you how do you get involved with a project like that? It's like, hi, I've got this project. It's part of Chillerama. It's a small piece called Diary of Anne Frankenstein. At that point, what do you do? It's like sounds yeah. great. Me as an actress? Yeah. Oh, well, um, yeah. He basically said, what are you doing Friday? <laughs> <laughs> he said, I've got a role for you. And I said, all right. He's like, do you want to know what it is? And I was like, I'll show up anyway. You're my best friend. <laughs> You're adorable, <Yeah>. There's, there's a few people that can that I will say yes to automatically, and Adam is definitely one of them. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I'm sure. Your relationship with your best friend is a lot better than my relationship with my best friend. <laughs> I don't know if I would unquestioningly trust my best friend like that. I don't always unquestioningly trust him, and we have gotten into some arguments, but we end up doing the project. <laughs> it brings you closer together. Yeah, it does. It does. So, how's it, how's it been with Dee Snyder this year? Is he still as much fun as he was last year? No, he's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's time for the dirt, kids. Here we go. I see the worst. No, he's not. I wish he was. I feel like I'm just sick of saying nice things about my friends. Okay. So, make stuff up, then. Yeah, make stuff up. How about, how about the odor that he emanates? <laughs> he actually smells delicious. <laughs> Damn, well. I think that was my idea. I haven't been on his radio That's what I'm going to talk to you about. He hasn't put me on his radio show. There, there we go. go. Jerk. Jerk. It's delicious. 
It is delicious. <laughs> As do all the Snyders. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I have. I have. Just take that information in. You just take that information. You don't have to do anything with it. <laughs> I had somewhere to go with the with the pretzel brand Snyders, and then I decided not to go there. Let it go. Right before they all smell delicious. Great. Awesome. <laughs> well, I had an actual question, and then it just went. Woo. <laughs> oh, oh no, I'm sorry. It's it's cool. No, this was way more more amusing. Um. <laughs> huh. Oh oh ah, season three. Season three. We won't find out about that till around at the earliest, the end of November. So the best thing that anyone can do is go on peternet.com uh, and on the message boards, Twitter, their Facebook, say that you want it. And, uh, I mean, they want another season. They just have to figure out how. <laughs> so, and definitely any noise that any fans make definitely helps us. Okay. All right. This is happening right now. I am tweeting. Do it. Tweeting well, we live. That. We as need we to speak. write DC. There's a lot we're asking our listeners to do this to the, tonight. Yeah, there is. There absolutely. Yeah, they're we're actually, asking them to be active listeners, guys. All right. Fear at Fearnet. If you don't renew Holliston, I have a chainsaw. And a kitty. And with your name on it. <laughs> and a kitty who knows how to use it. I bet they've heard that one before, though, Kriana. Love Kriana. I'm, oh, tweeting, I'm tweeting this on the Sci-Fi Saturday Night account. Oh, perfect. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, should I say at, at Laura Ortiz? Sure. Sure. Uh-oh, now I have too many characters. Well, you can delete me. I'll find it. I will find it. I can it. never delete you. At L O. <laughs> you are undeletable, my dear. Well, my my handle is L U R A T I Z. So does that make it less or more? Well, no, I, I found you right away. Oh. Hmm. Time for some editing. I know. I, I'm like oh. taking out the grammatically correct commas. So live tweeting is not as interesting as tweeted. <laughs> tweeted. Now I have to sign out and sign into my personal account at Kriana and retweet it. <laughs> okay, this is this is Let's the most just boring internet radio ever. We're just twittering. It's kind of like hanging out with your friends, right? Everyone's on their phone. Pretty much, yeah. And we're all just kind of texting each other and stuff. So. Between now and November, what else is going on in the life of a rockin' Hollywood star? Uh, I don't know. You tell me. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> about your life, Laura? Lots yeah. of... Oh, my life. Uh, I don't know. Lots of auditions, probably, I'm hoping. Maybe some trips. I don't know. Winning the lottery. Project you're working on? Not right now, no. Oh, honey. we got to get you <laughs> Besides world domination, I have no idea right now. Oh, Pinky! There's this wonderful it's... little zombie film that's being shot in Maryland right now. Is it? <laughs> well, I, I think it's it's attempting to be funded in a moment, so... Yes. I think that's all stuff that you got to talk to my manager about. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a wonderful zombie movie by a friend of ours is being made. Oh, fun. We hope so. We we definitely hope so. So what was your favorite episode this year? Was you did you have a favorite episode this oh, year? Oh, found footage by far. Found footage in the last episode were my favorite. Farm festival? Yeah. A farm festival, yes sir. <laughs> Is found footage your favorite because you got to go camping? Yes, that one when we got to do a lot of improv and and we got to go camping and it was just a lot of fun to do and it was a lot uh, it was very different and um, the last one just because I, I think we gave viewers a lot that they weren't expecting and it and, and we got to see Corey sing by the way she sang live. Um, Can you sing live for us right now? No, Aww. I mean I could. But you don't want. <laughs> I mean, I just I had to ask when you said that, like. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. 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 Can I get a drink in you first? <laughs> you'd have to. You'd have to get a few drinks in there. I am willing to go there. Preferably whiskey. I can do that. So <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. We'll get the intern on it. Yeah. Yeah. I like my Callan. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, I hope that gets people to mail me a bunch of McCallum. That would be amazing. Okay, so the next thing all of our listeners have to do. Uh, mail me a McCallum. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't mind some either, just saying. Send it over. Send it to my management. They will definitely <laughs> get it to me. Or maybe they won't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll just keep it for themselves. <laughs> they'll be like, oh, nobody sent me any, and then... Yeah. Or they'll tell you, there were some creepy people, and they all sent you whiskey, and we just kind of assumed it was drugged, so we drank it all. We knew it was anthrax, probably, so we threw it away. <laughs> drinking. So, on episode 19... Yes? A, a br- appropriately titled, Cursed... You had a special guest by the name of Kate Upton. Oh, yes. Katie uh, Upton. Katie Upton, I'm sorry. I didn't know if the E was silent or not. It's hard to tell. So, uh, and her claim to fame was... Yes, yes. As, as a Miss America uh, contestant, mm-hmm. she locked up on a question live in front of millions of people. Like such as she did. Such as like because therefore. Yeah. Those of you who remember <laughs> seeing that, yeah, that was that that was that was a train wreck of epic proportions. And yet, you've said a couple of times uh, she was actually cute and quite fun on the show. Yeah, she was adorable. I actually didn't really get to work with her. Uh, as if you saw the show, all her scenes are obviously with Adam. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> <Obviously>. <laughs> Well, she played his love interest. Yeah. Um, I just I, I suggested that he kill her, and you know, <laughs> so we had no scenes in the show, and in person. Um, uh, it was really funny though because some people were confused about which Kate Upton was going to show up. Right, the supermodel. <laughs> or the other model. Right. <laughs> Apparently, if your name is Kate Upton or anywhere around there, you'll just be very good looking. <laughs> so that's my kid's name. Yeah, I was going to say, that's good to know. Just spell it differently. Uh, Kate with a C, Upton. Kate, A-I-T. 
C-A-I-T-E. Let's list some more ways you can spell Kate. Because that's, that's really the way. I, I could freaking do this face. all night. Thank you so much. So, we don't know if we're going to get a season three. We're hoping for a season three. And we're hoping. It's, it's looking good. I mean, we've gotten such great feedback. And the fans are really loud. They love, they, they've been very vocal towards Fairnet. And we just hope for more of that and, and we need more of that and we just need Sony to hear them and um, and right now we're just waiting. Are you coming back to Rock and Shock at all, honey? I believe we are. <gasps> yes! Uh, I, I don't know that's been 100% confirmed but we love Gina over uh, at Rock and Shock and, and I think we do whatever we can to, to try and make it out there. Yay! There, I will see you. Woo! Absolutely. Absolutely. Just realized, I have no idea what you guys look like, so if you do see me... That's yeah. true! You weren't there when we came by last year! Oh, that's right! What, oh, last year? I was at... Oh, but I was late. I took, right. I took a great panorama of everyone else, though. That's right, because your plane ended up really, really late for some reason. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, I was, um... Not only was I was filming Happy Endings, and we filmed all through the night, so I had to change my flight like three times... And then, um, and then when I finally got on the plane, after I was on there, there was an announcement that it was two hours. There's going to be up in the air two extra hours, so. Oh, that's awful. And then I landed, and the airport was an hour away from where I was supposed to be. By the way, I don't know if either of the Swallow Your Bliss people are still with us. I don't think they are. But that would be a fantastic, uh title for an about show. So you know, like, how Walking Dead has the talking dead after it? Right. right. Swallow your bliss and then happy endings. You <laughs> 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 can't get any better than that. Oh my god. You really can't. Oh my god. She handed that one to me on a platter. I appreciate it. George Sakai would love it. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. <sighs> Are we all brain dead tonight? What's going on? I, you, 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 know, you know what it is? I'm just so happy Laura's here. It's really what it comes down. And, and frankly, you need to be on the show more often. And if you're not doing anything for the next couple of months, you could be on every week as far as I'm concerned. Oh, goodness. Well, we shall we shall see. Hopefully, I will be doing some. I mean, definitely auditions and whatnot. And I am working on a few different projects with friends. But not, um, just nothing we can really talk about right now. But hopefully, in the next couple of months, you'll see some, some movement. And when we can talk about it. I will like let you back? know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Laura Ortiz. I on Face Off as a special guest. You should. Wait, what was that? They should have you on Face Off as a special guest. They really should. You can judge the monsters. I feel feel another tweet coming on. (laughs) Dear at Siffy. Dear at Siffy. I'll have you class up that place. Well, to. wait a minute. There, yeah. there are lots of s- Craig Engler. Does that does that sound right? Yep, Craig Engler is dear at Siffy for for your next season of Face Off. Class it up with Laura. No, way better than that. If okay. you don't. <laughs> Get at Laura T 
Ortiz as a guest <laughs> on the Chainsaw. <laughs> and Kitten, knows who knows how to use it. <laughs> With your name on it. And the kitty who knows how to... No, it's way too long. Uh, if you don't get Edla Ortiz as a guest... Um, I will cry. We will kidnap... Uh, what's that cool guy that the you like on there? Yes, we will kidnap all the sharks. We will kidnap all the sharks. We will have nothing to make movies with. And and then you, you can't make any more movies. No, just you. We will kidnap all the sharks. Okay. Yep. Hashtag suggestion. Hashtag threat. Add us in. Hashtag friendly threat. Hashtag friendly threat. Tweeted. <laughs> Sci-Fi Saturday Night Twitter account. Is- <laughs> I should have known it was on mine. I'm going to get on Sci-Fi Saturday Night now and retweet it. <laughs> I'm having way too much fun with Twitter today. I would just like to mention that. We're okay. all going to get arrested. Kriana? Yes? We're heading to the end of the show. What should you be preparing? As I say... Laura Ortiz, season two of Holliston is available on Amazon Prime, on iTunes. Check it out if you didn't see it live on Fearnet or live on tape on, on Fearnet or whatever. Because it's great fun and Laura's great fun. And Laura, you're invited back here any damn time you're All right, let me just say seriously, Fearnet, if you don't renew Holliston, like, that's the only program that I've ever heard of that you've aired. <laughs> yeah. And therefore, you'd be dumb not to renew it you don't you don't want to fear the wrath of kriana exactly she tweets with anger with anger and about 140 characters yeah (laughs) almost exactly so kriana yes what's happening in the next couple of weeks next week we are talking to monsieur tracy hickman no way about his kickstarter campaign for the game sojourner which we will explain all about next week. And on September 21st, we're talking to Matthew Wayne Selznick, author of Pilgrimage, a novel of the Sovereign Era. Dead Redhead. Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con, Granite Con, Rhode Island Comic Con, and ComicArthouse.com. Visit ComicArthouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by the Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Hold the Folk, at RobWattsOnline.com. Dumb! I want to thank all our guests tonight because they've screwed up my intro and it's just been more fun than we normally have doing anything else. Patty Kelly and Brian Everingham from Swallow Your Bliss. Laura Ortiz from Holliston Season 2. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I want to thank our cast who uh, have sat through all this and done remarkably well. From the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Griana, and our grammar girl, Zombrarian. Thank you very much, ladies. Blueberry mojitos for everyone! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that was great, guys. From the Four Color Vault of Comics, thank you, Dead Redhead. And I was going to say something and totally forgot what it was, but I'll you take the raspberry drinks. Nobody, that's fine. Nobody can follow blueberry mojitos. That's Except funny. for me saying, this is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody.
I know.